I'm Matt Garrow Fisher, and this is the Burn From Within show. Each week, I interview inspiring people who have changed their career or life to light up inside. So if you want to get excited about your Mondays, work on meaningful projects, and have more time for the passions and people that matter to you, stay tuned. This episode is a bit different. You'll hear from some of my past guests, Seb Terry, Kim Orleski, and Luke Mickelson, as well as getting wisdom from Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos. All these people share a game-changing strategy for making big decisions with no regrets. Now, I made this into an audio download, and I thought it was worth sharing it on the podcast for any of you who aren't sure about what to do next in life, or for those of you who have options to choose from and you're finding it difficult to make that big decision, whether that's for a career or a life change. So please do get in touch with me after listening to this and share your thoughts on how this helps you. Listen all the way through and enjoy. Hey there, I'm Matt Gary Fisher from Burn From Within. Listen, thank you for downloading this audio guide. So you want to make a decision to change your life, one that's aligned with who you really are, right? Well, the first part of this guide will help you figure out what to do next in life when you don't know. And the second part is a simple extension of this to help you make a big life decision when you're faced with the dilemma of two choices. The real case studies you'll hear in this audio face the decision to stay in a current career or to take a risk in a new venture, whether that's a new job, a new career, or even starting a business or a charity. This guide will give you a framework for how to make those tough decisions based on the research you're gonna hear of me interviewing people who have made big, brave life decisions like quitting a job, changing your career, or starting a movement. In fact, the same unconscious process they followed was also used by one of the most successful entrepreneurs right now when he made a big brave decision to leave his well-paid job in wall street and start a company from his garage back in 1994 you'll hear more from him shortly but first let's listen to another famous entrepreneur steve jobs your time is limited so don't waste it living someone else's life don't be trapped by dogma which is living with the results of other people's thinking Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. So how do you find your inner voice and what's most important to you? And how do you have the courage to follow your heart and intuition? Part one is about realizations on what's missing in your life. And with all real life success stories, they start with a decision. So I'm going to now play a clip of an interview I did with Seb Terry. Seb felt lost and was drifting in life when he was backpacking in Canada. When his good friend Chris died at just 24 years old, he had a moment of clarity, a realization. The process happened unconsciously and it totally changed his life. Now he's created a global movement called 100 Things, has hosted his own TV series on ESPN, is an author and keynote motivational speaker all around the world. We start the clip with Seb talking about when he reflected on his good friend Chris 
suddenly passing away. Yeah, I remember thinking particularly if Chris could live his 24 years again, would he change anything? Would he live the same way? And I came to the conclusion that he wouldn't change anything. I thought, wow, he's happy. You know, he did all the things. He just lived as he was. He, he was authentically himself. And I thought that's all that you can really ask. I mean, how amazing. You know? And then this notion of happiness just came in my head straight away. And I thought, well, am I happy? And if I died today, would I change everything? And having never thought about life from that perspective before, very quickly, I realized I would change most things. I was drifting through life. I had no idea who I was. I was a sheep. I was just conforming to all the things people had told me, all the things society had suggested I do. And I did not know who I was. I didn't know how to be happy. I didn't know my values. I didn't know what lit me up inside. And, and that, of course, is when I thought, well, let me write a list of things that will make me smile because I just want to be happy. I thought smiling was kind of like the you know, the physical manifestation of being happy. So what's going to make me smile? And that was the beginning of my list and it changed my life and I'm still going. Did you start to notice the structure of Seb's thought process there? Let's bring on another person I interviewed, Kim Orleski, to make this even clearer for you. Kim had a painful breakup with her boyfriend and at the time had a successful corporate sales career. She had a moment of clarity to go traveling. Six months out, she wrote an award-winning blog and book. She also created her own successful sales agency when she returned and even met Oprah. In this clip, I asked Kim about her big decision to take time out from her successful corporate career with American Express and go travel solo. She shared it was a tough decision, yet the pain of the breakup gave her clarity. And I thought, I'm like, why not? Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not married. I have no kids. You know, I, I would leave a career and, you know, this wonderful house and everything that I bought, but who cares? I mean, you know, a career is a career and you can find more of them. And a house is a house and you can find more of them. And, you know, there's only so many days in our lives where we can actually go out and travel. And so, so I made the decision and all of a sudden everything moves incredibly fast, like lightning speed. Um, from the moment I made that decision to the moment I was, you know, had the house sold and I was on my first uh, leg of my trip was maybe six weeks. So it was, it was incredibly fast. You know, when I asked myself what I would regret in my life, if, if my life ended tomorrow, what would I wish I did more of? It, it was the travel thing. And so it was a combination of a bunch of things, I think, in my life. But it was one of those things where as hard as that decision was to make, it was a also one of the best decisions I had ever made because you only have one life to live. So why not make the very best of what you have? Are you starting to piece together some of the commonality between Seb's decision-making process and Kim's? And I thought, well, am I happy? And if I died today, would I change everything? You know, when I asked myself what I would regret in my life, if, if my life ended tomorrow, what would I wish I did more of? It, it was. So the question is, if I died today or if my life ended tomorrow, what would I have changed or what would I wish I did more of? The structure of this unconscious thought process, which you are now making conscious, is to travel in your mind into the future of your life when you're old or when you're facing your own mortality. And that really forces you to choose what is most important to you in your life. So you don't have regrets. And it's often the painful events that we have in our lives 
that make us reevaluate what's most important. And it's the pain that bumps up this importance enough for us to take action. People that are burning out from stress won't take time out until they develop health problems like heart attacks sometimes. The good news is you don't have to wait to have a brain, a painful breakup, to have someone else close to you die or a heart attack to figure out what to do next in life. If you're unhappy now and you want change, close your eyes, take a deep breath and ask yourself the question, if I died today, what would I wish I did more of? Don't say eat more ice cream, okay? Well, actually, you can if you like, because we aren't looking for the perfect answer, just an improvement on how you've currently been living. And if you can't think of anything, just suppose I had a magic wand that gave you the power to give answers out of millions of possibilities to this question. I'm waving over you right now. Now you know the answer. If you died today, what would you wish you did more of? And if you're thinking about a new direction you wish you would have taken in life, or one you wish you'd spent more time doing, what would that be? What else did you wish you did more of? Maybe give me one more thing. That's right. Now, all of a sudden, you have choices and pathways that are important to you. So go and explore those paths or run full speed ahead on them, if you like, like Kim did, leaving a job, selling a house and traveling in the space of just six weeks. Now for part two. And this is really an extension of what we learned in part one. What if we have a choice already and need to decide between two big life decisions? To prove this next strategy, here's another inspirational person I interviewed, Luke Mickelson. Luke started making bunk beds for poor families in his small hometown in Idaho. The demand and support for building his beds grew. At the time, he had a six-figure job with a wife and three kids to support. Luke discussed with his wife Heidi whether to leave his job and go full time into building his charity or keep his job and excellent career prospects in becoming a partner in a multi-million dollar business. It was a very tough decision and I asked him how he made it and he said this. And that, that was one, one big conversation Heidi and I had was, okay, Let's say I stay in my career 50 years from now. What does that mean? What are my kids going to look at? And versus 50 years from now, building beds for kids. What can I look back at? We've all had the cars. We've all had the houses. We've all had the boats. But what does that really mean? Will I be satisfied with looking back at this huge successful career, um, making money, or looking back at the hundreds of thousands of children we will have helped and helping people. I mean, it's easy to look back now. Right then, we, we didn't know. But looking back now, I just, I mean, I cringe at the fact that I almost didn't choose that because we've built over 50,000 beds for kids. That decision Luke made defined his life. 
It defined his legacy. It's this projecting yourself into your future towards the end of your life. That's key. And to reinforce this point, so you take action and do this yourself today. Have a listen to someone you may have heard of. In this clip, Jeff Bezos talks about his decision to quit his well-paid job at a New York City hedge fund to go and start an online bookstore called Amazon.com. You probably know how that decision turned out. Jeff is now the richest man in the world and employs almost one million people. I um, went to my boss and said to him, you know, I'm going to go do this crazy thing and I'm going to start this, this company selling books online. And this is something that I had already been talking to him about uh, in a sort of more general context. But then he said, let's go on a walk. And we went on a two-hour walk in Central Park in New York City. And the conclusion of that was this, he said, you know, this actually sounds like a really good idea to me, but it sounds like it would be a better idea for somebody who didn't already have a good job. (laughs) Uh, And he convinced me to think about it for 48 hours before making a final decision. And so I went away and, and, and was trying to find the right framework in which to make that kind of big decision. And you know, I'd already talked to my wife about this, and she was very supportive and said, look, you know, you can count me in 100%, um, whatever you want to do. You know, it's true. She had married this kind of, you know, fairly stable guy in a stable career path, and now he wanted to go do this crazy thing, but she was 100% supportive. So it really was a decision that I had to make for myself. And the framework I found, which made the decision incredibly easy, was what I called, which only a nerd would call, a regret minimization framework. So I wanted to project myself forward to age 80 and say, okay, now I'm looking back on my life. I want to have minimized the number of regrets I have. And, you know, uh, I knew that when I was 80, I was not going to regret having tried this. I was not going to regret having wanted, you know, trying to participate in this thing called the Internet that I thought was going to be a really big deal. I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that. But I knew the one thing I might regret is not ever having tried. And I knew that that would haunt me every day. And so when I thought about it that way, it was an incredibly easy decision. And I think that's a very good, it's, it's, if you can project yourself out to age 80 and sort of think, what will I think at that time? It gets you away from some of the daily pieces of confusion. You know, I left... Uh, this Wall Street firm in the middle of the year. When you do that, you walk away from your annual bonus. That's the kind of thing that in the short term can confuse you. But if you think about the long term, uh, then you can really make good life decisions that you won't regret later. In the end, we only regret the chances we didn't take. A palliative care nurse, Bronnie Ware, spoke to hundreds of patients facing death and recorded the most common regrets of the dying. The top five regrets are, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I had let myself be happier. And the number one regret is, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Who regrets these things now? What are you doing about it to change this so that they no longer become regrets? What's 
your plan? The answers that you came up with that earlier question, what would I wish I did more of if I was to die today? That's part of your plan. And you can revisit that question whenever you have a big decision to make. Feel free to share your reflections and insights from this exercise with me directly. You can email me matt, M-A-T-T, at burnfromwithin.com. That's matt at burnfromwithin.com. Or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Matt Garrow Fisher at Burn From Within. You can also book a a free 20-minute call with me. Just go to burnfromwithin.com forward slash call, that's C-A-L-L, and share your insights. I'm happy to talk that through with you. And if you want professional support in transitioning through to a new career or a new chapter of your life, I offer a 12-week career fulfillment program. As a licensed firework career transition coach and NLP trainer, this program has proven over the last 14 years to help thousands of people with their career transitions. Again, I'm just a short call away and happy to chat that through with you as well. So to sum up, a life of good decisions can mean a life of no regrets or minimized regrets anyway. And that means being clear about what you want. It means take risks, have a belief that there is no failure and only feedback. You'll always learn lessons along the way and follow your gut and your intuition. I'll leave you with this quote again from Steve Jobs at his Stanford University commencement speech in 2005. He said, Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. I hope you enjoyed this audio guide. Big decision, no regrets. In the meantime, live life with passion, purpose and balance and burn from within. <laughs>